Hey, it wasn't pretty, but the New Orleans Saints snapped their five-game losing streak. How Alvin Kamara's return impacted the Saints' offense, how the defense exceeded expectations, and what's next for these New Orleans Saints. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Victory Monday episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. A big thank you to all of those of you who are returning and a huge welcome and thank you to all of those of you who are finding the show for the first time. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode, I'm so grateful we get to do a Victory Monday for the first time since like November something. I mean, no, no, it's since Halloween day, October 31st. We haven't been able to do it. Didn't get to do it at all in November and glad that we're able to do it here on this December 13th episode of Locked on Saints as the New Orleans Saints cap off a 30-9 victory in East Rutherford, New Jersey over the New York Jets. And listen, I know it's against the New York Jets. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later, but there were certain things throughout this game that you loved to see and that you can take away as positives in this game. And the first of which is Alvin Kamara, who absolutely helped to rejuvenate the run game in New Orleans with his return. After missing four consecutive games. Alvin Kamara gets back out on the field and looks like he hasn't missed a beat whatsoever. Before the game started, you heard some of the CBS broadcast announcers talking about how Alvin Kamara was probably going to be on, quote, a little bit of a pitch count in this one. Tony Jones Jr. actually got the first snap of the game and the first carry of the game. And so there was some talk that, you know, you might not see a whole bunch of Alvin Kamara and all this. And well, 31 touches later, which is a career high for Alvin Kamara, I think we were able to really put the conversation around a pitch count to bed right around that the you know first touchdown or the touchdown that he scored in the second quarter where he had 13 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown and then quickly moved his way up to 16 and then eventually up to 27 for this game. So he had a really, really incredible game in his return. And that's where I want to start because Alvin Kamara is really the big story for you because He helped you re-realize the identity that the New Orleans Saints had distributed and kind of built at the very beginning of the season, a team that can lean on the run game and win with defense over on the opposite side. This is what the New Orleans Saints have needed, the missing piece that they've needed over the past few weeks where this defense has given the offense additional possessions. You look at the extra possessions in the first half up against the Buffalo Bills. You look at the extra possessions that you were allotted up against the Dallas Cowboys. You saw what happened in the passing game when you get to a point where you have to try to throw yourself back in and try to make things happen in the passing game. Whereas if you're able to convert a little bit more, you know, a little bit, few more of those third downs and get to a little bit more of a a clean conversion percentage, like we saw the Saints in this one, 40% in this game converting on third down, the best that they've been over the course of the past few games. And then being able to end this five game losing streak with the return of Alvin Kamara is no coincidence. He gave you exactly what you needed and nice complimentary football between the offense, the defense, as well as over on the special team side. So let's highlight a little bit 
of what it is that Alvin Kamara did during this game and how it impacted the New Orleans Saints. Again, 31 total touches that tied his career high since a game against the Atlanta Falcons back in 2018. He got close early on this season up against the Seattle Seahawks. He had 30 touches in that one, but 31 here up against the New York Jets. He alone with 27 carries outran in terms of yardage, the New York Jets, 120 rushing yards on his own, 78 by that New York Jets as a team. And that's, of course, a testament to the Saints defense, who we'll talk about a little bit more here in just a moment. He also led the team in receptions with four. I know that's not that's not a ton of receptions, but hey, the Saints only threw the ball 21 times in this game, which was actually the season low for them or tied for the season low. They have thrown the ball now 21 times in three different games. All three of those games wins. They did it once to open the season up against the uh, Green Bay Packers where they scored 38 points. They did it again up against in week three up against the New England Patriots. That one, they scored 28 points. And then in this one up against the New York Jets, they scored 30 points. And this was the third time this season that the Saints have scored 30 or more, although they've come close twice. They had that 28-point game up against the New England Patriots and a 29-point game up against the Philadelphia Eagles. So you see where the New Orleans Saints really hit their stride in this one in the run game and being able to put points up on the board. All three touchdowns that the Saints scored in this one scored on the ground. And hey, shout out to kicker Brett Maher as well for knocking in a few field goals and all three extra points nice and clean as well. But when you look at what it is that Alvin Kamara gave you, you saw him as somebody that was able to really have a complete game and was healthy. I mean, he spoke to media after the game and said that he felt really good. He's healthy. He's 100%. He's full. He's ready to go. All of that. You certainly saw that on full display on Sunday afternoon up against the Jets, being able to run and pick up yards in between the tackles as well as outside the tackles. You saw him have his usual mix of physicality, being able to run through arm tackles, being able to break tackles, all of that, as well as being able to be elusive on the touchdown run, putting a nice little shimmy down on Bryce Hall, freezing him up so he can cut back on the inside and then hit the uh, corner of the end zone or the pylon, you know, head towards that end zone and be able to, to, to crack it there to get the touchdown. I mean, you saw all the things you're used to seeing from Alvin Kamara. I saw him get out there and make a couple of tough catches in the past game in the red zone as well. So it's a good thing here to see Alvin Kamara come back and have this type of a game right away and then see him after the game be completely fine, you know, and know that he's going to be ready to go again up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night. And they're certainly going to need him in order to get through that one. I do want to also mention, can't go without mentioning Alvin Kamara getting back into the record books yet again. He has now the most receptions, career receptions for a running back in their first five season, passing the great Roger Craig on that one. So uh, shout out to Alvin Kamara for yet another uh, instance in which he gets his name in the record books. He's been a phenomenal player for the Saints and will continue to be. And it was so good to have him back and to be able to watch him. And you know, you could be getting Mark Ingram back next week. He could be coming off the COVID IR list. You could be getting Ty Montgomery back as well. So you can see this team continuing to get healthier and healthier over on the offensive side. Fingers crossed that you get Ryan Ramchick back. You got Teron Armstead back for this one. He played a huge role in this game. He had a, a couple of big blocks, including on Taysom Hill's big 44-yard touchdown run at the end. But everybody kind of agrees Taysom Hill probably should have slid, slid in at that one and then you know closed the game out with the offense on the field. But hey, go ahead, play it. Get yours. I'm not mad at you. Taysom Hill was the second leading rusher in this game. He also almost outran the entire New York Jets offense with 73 yards as compared to their 
78 team rushing yards. So how did Alvin Kamara impact the game? Well, we saw his versatility, what he was able to do, getting all of that back and then helping the Saints be able to hit 40% in terms of their uh, conversion rate on a third down, six of 15 in this one, the best that they've looked so far in that metric. But he also kept them producing early on in downs as well, a couple of first and second down, first down gains. And you also saw him put help the Saints get into those third and manageable situations as well. Uh, he also led the way with those 120 rushing yards to 203 team rushing yards for the New Orleans Saints, 12 rushing first downs in this one. And of course, they also ran the ball 44 times in this game. So we mentioned that we might see the Saints go run heavy, not necessarily go the whole, you know, only three passes by Mac Jones on Monday Night Football route for Taysom Hill, but certainly to help him out being able to knock down his passing attempts to those 21 while you're also producing on the ground with uh, 44 total rushes. You had 27 of those from Taysom Hill, excuse me, from Alvin Kamara, and then 11 of those from Taysom Hill with a couple of other uh, runs mixed in, including a reverse to Esau Winston. That like kind of worked. They got a little bit out of it, but not a ton. Uh, so you saw the say try to be creative here, and you saw what they needed to do uh, here in terms of playing complementary football, and Alvin Kamara certainly helped them do that back on the offensive side. So the return of Alvin Kamara, huge for the New Orleans Saints over on the offensive side. Next, let's talk about how the defense helped out in this game. Again, it might have been up against the New York Jets, but you saw some things that you really loved in terms of building some confidence for this team and this defense continuing to be true. Did not play down to competition in this one, dominated exactly the way that they should. We'll share with you how they did it as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want you to tell me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device or one app for your favorite live TV. You've got another device or another app for your favorite live sports, another for your favorite movies, and you're using your brother's, you know, girlfriend's mom's login so that you can get into some of the good stuff as well. Well, now you don't have to worry about all of those different things, arguing about who signed on to what, when, and who's using it because you can only use it on one device at a time. No more dealing with all that or passwords randomly changing or anything. Thanks to Direct TV stream, which helps you get your TV together, puts it all in one place so you can seamlessly transition between your favorite sports, your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and everything else that you're looking for. It's going to help you get all of that stuff around your television together all in one place. And the only place that you're going to be able to learn more about it is over at directtv.com. So go and check them out today at directtv.com. My favorite thing about this, though, and I want to make sure that you hear me when I say this. No annual contract. So go and give it a shot. Check it out. DirectTV.com. Compatible device is required and content varies by package. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks once again for making us your first listen of the day every day here on the show. And once again, a big shout out for those of you that are maybe finding the show for the first time. Hope that you'll hang around with us as we get you new episodes every single Monday through Friday. And of course, to all of our returning listeners and viewers, much love. I appreciate y'all. Thank you very much for being here. Look, the New Orleans Saints snapped their five-game win, excuse me, losing streak. Hopefully they can start up a five-game win streak. They have a tough opponent right on the other side of this with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I want to focus on this win right now for the New Orleans Saints because, again, just like you saw with the return of Alvin Kamara over on the offensive side, there were some good things to take away over on the defensive side as well. The Saints, who get a little bit of a reputation for playing down to opponents, not beating the teams that they should beat and struggling against rookie quarterbacks, all of those different narratives kind of 
all asleep during this game for the New Orleans Saints, who absolutely dominated over on the defensive side, and they needed to. This was an inferior opponent that they were going up against. The New York Jets offense, which in and of itself was hurt and isn't very good even when it's healthy, uh, they needed to be able to dominate this game. The New Orleans Saints did, and they absolutely did that. I mean, the Saints dominated time of possession, 38 minutes and 52 seconds to 21 minutes and eight seconds. They had their average starting field position at their own 35 while limiting the New York Jets to their own 27. So special teams did its job as well. This was a very, very good win in all three phases of the game. Didn't have a lot of passing on the offensive side, and certainly you'd love to see that. But hey, when you've got you know a quarterback with a taped up middle finger on his throwing hand, and you have a running back that can do all the things that Alvin Kamara does, and a quarterback that can do all the things that he can do in the run game as well, you're perfectly happy building this team off of the run game. But if you're going to do that, the defense has to show up as well. And you certainly saw that from this New Orleans Saints defense. They got three sacks in this game on the young Zach Wilson, blitzed several times, making sure that they were keeping him as uncomfortable as possible, moving him around, never really giving him an opportunity to settle in didn't have a lot of opportunity to really get catch much of a rhythm with any of his wide receivers. I think you can maybe say that Zach Wilson and Braxton Berrios maybe had the best connection in this game, but not enough to be able to really take the top off of this offense. And Marcus Williams certainly helped you do that. The one time that they really tried to attack downfield, Marcus Williams was there to be able to close in, make contact with a receiver just in time. I believe it was a deep pass to Jamison Crowder on a crossing route, and he was able to make sure that that pass didn't get completed. He also made a big tackle at the end of the game. I mean, you know, you saw your usual Marcus Williams in this game that you love to see, and he was able to take away a lot over the top in this one. The couple of times where Zach Wilson was really looking deep in this game, he wasn't able to go there and had to check down a couple of times. And sometimes that worked out for him. You saw him uh, check down a Ryan Griffin, the tight end who kind of came off of uh, you know, blocking and then sort of chipped in and ran his route and was able to get out there, kind of a chip and release situation. He was able to pick up some big yards, but in terms of really attacking the Saints downfield, it didn't work out. There was one other time to where they took a shot to the end zone. Paulson Adebo was there to break that up, and then that got called back anyway because of a hands-to-the-face penalty by Denzel Mims, who got flagged two times in a row. This Saints defense just did enough to keep this Jets offense really, really uncomfortable, not really catching a rhythm, and uh, putting them in you know bad situations over and over again. We saw uh, four passes defended in this game, including two of them by Marshawn Lattimore. You saw three tackles for a loss as well. Quan Alexander, very active. Demario Davis, very active. A-, a lot of really good stuff in this game. And your leading tackler in this game was Demario Davis with eight total, followed up by Marshawn Lattimore with five, and Paulson Adebo with five, and Marcus Williams with five. I mean, these guys were just absolutely all over the field. So what are some of the things that they did to keep the New York Jets off sort of center in this game. Well, the blitzing definitely helped and them being able to get those pressures on Zach Wilson. It wasn't consistent, the pass rush, and some of it was that they were really working to contain in some cases to make sure that Zach Wilson had to throw from a pocket as opposed to getting outside and improvising a little bit when the plays broke down. That tends to be when Zach Wilson can really make something happen and this Jets offense can make something happen. But the communication between Zach Wilson and these third, you know, second, third, fourth string wide receivers just really wasn't where it needed to be in order for them to be able to do all of that sort of playground football type stuff. You know, the things that worked out between Zach Wilson and Corey Davis, Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore weren't working out between Zach Davis and Braxton Berrios and DJ Montgomery, right? So the Saints were perfectly comfortable sort of flushing him out every now and then, but also forcing him to play in structure 
so that they could then kind of weed the clock down and be able to get after him that way as the coverage was able to hold up. Dennis Allen, very comfortable with his cornerbacks up against the receiving options for the New York Jets. A couple of instances to where there were three wide receivers to run routes, and there were only three cornerbacks in coverage and a safety, and everybody else was coming after Zach Wilson. So they did that a couple of times as well. And the Saints did rotate that coverage like we thought that they would to where they showed you know, middle of field close, the single high safety set pre-snap, but then they rolled another safety out deep to split that and go cover two, cover four in a couple of situations and vice versa, shifting to um, a single high safety look, whether it be cover one or cover three post-snap, creating some confusion for the receivers as well as the quarterback who needed to be on the same page and seeing the same thing. And there were some times where it was pretty evident that they weren't. Zach Wilson throwing some passes that were kind of errant in, in a couple of situations, consistently putting passes behind receivers on crossing routes definitely helped. But for the Saints defense, they also held it up and did their part of the job as well. No takeaways in this game, though New Orleans got close on a couple of occasions, uh, but you certainly felt like they were going to be able to walk away with one. So a little disappointing not to see the, the turnovers be generated, but this was a turnover-less game altogether. Uh, even though Taysom Hill had two fumbles, there was sort of a fumbled snap exchange late in the game. And then there was the throw to where, you know, clearly his grip was impacted, Taysom Hill's by the, uh, the either the taping on his finger or the finger itself. It seemed to get better in the second half, maybe as things kind of warmed up for him out there. Cause you know, I can't imagine having to play with a finger that can't bend up at the top that you have to grip a football with in like very cold weather. It wasn't super cold, but still colder weather. And so, uh, you know, to be able to walk away with no turnovers generated on the offensive side or over the defensive side, you can kind of deal with that because you didn't give the ball away over on the offensive side. But the Saints defense still still forced several three and outs, including three straight to open up the game. You saw another one in the second quarter, another one in the third quarter, and then they were able to put together some quick stall, quickly stalled drives in the fourth quarter as well, including uh, a four and out. Essentially, it only took 23 seconds off the clock. So the Saints defense doing a phenomenal job and bullying uh, a team that they needed to bully, right? This is a team that they were better than, and you wanted to see them win that. And I think that goes beyond the defense. That goes even over to the offensive side going up against this Jets defense. So what does this win mean for the New Orleans Saints? Does this put them in a situation to all of a sudden they're back in playoff contention, that they're Super Bowl contenders? I don't think so, but I will tell you that it does build some confidence, and this is still a very important win for them going into uh, the rest of the season here. So we're going to talk about what this means for them moving forward, where they are in the playoff comp uh, competition, where they are in terms of the competition that lies ahead, and why you should still feel good about this victory, even though it does come against the lowly New York Jets. We're going to break all of that down as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get there, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar and Built.com if you want to check out all of their fantastic, fantastic products. But I want to talk about the protein bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, the one that tastes like a candy bar. I had a listener hit me up on Sunday, let me know that really love the salted caramel as well as the cookies and cream bars. These are absolutely some of my favorite flavors as well. Or excuse me, no, it was the peanut butter brownie bar that they really liked. I really like the cookies and cream one as well as the mint brownie one as well. Some of my favorite flavors there. And I know all that sounds like it's just packed with sugar, but we're talking about 16, 17 grams of protein here with only four or five grams of sugar. And they're perfect when it comes to uh, you know having an addition to your holiday treats and everything as well. You dip yourself a, a built bar in hot chocolate because they're covered in 100% chocolate. And you get to add maybe some of that salted caramel flavor 
to your hot chocolate as well. Really nice pairing there. So, you know, that's my that's that's my recommendation to you in terms of how to enjoy your holiday with a built bar. So go ahead and check them out. Go ahead and grab yourself a box of built bars. Check out all the incredible flavors that they have there and all the other products over at built.com. And don't forget, doesn't matter if it's your first time or your next time that you're hitting up the site, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, use the numerals so you can get 15% off of your order. That's 15% off at built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. And you can also check out our friends over at betonline.ag. Maybe you hit it big here this week up against the, you know, with the New Orleans Saints up against the uh, New York Jets, or maybe you got in on some of this UFC action from this past weekend. There's so much more ahead too with the NBA, the big Christmas Day games, and so, so, so much more that you can find over at betonline.ag. They've completely revamped their website as well as their mobile experience. They also have some live betting modules as well that are a ton of fun player props that you can get on on. Will um, uh, 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 Will Tom Brady rush for 0.5 yards over or under is always a really, really fun one because you kind of have to gauge, all right, is he actually going to have some rushing yards or is he going to lose yards because of kneeling down at the ends of games and things like that? It's a fun little game to play. And that's a great one to get in on on some live betting there, as well as some other things. You can kind of see how the trends are going in the game. So go and check everything out that you can find over at betonline.ag. And if it's your first time hitting up the site, don't forget to use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus. That's 50% on top of your first deposit at betonline.ag with the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Once again, that's at betonline.ag where the game starts. Let's get it. Huda Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at what this means moving forward with the New Orleans Saints. They get their win. They snap their five-game losing streak 30-9 to in East Rutherford, New Jersey, going up against those New York Jets. And I know. I get it. It's the New York Jets. And so some people are going to be a little bit reserved in terms of just how excited they're going to be about this or whether or not they're going to be excited at all. And I honestly genuinely can't blame you either way. If you saw this win and said, yes, this is the New Orleans Saints team that I know and love because this is what they were doing at the beginning of the season. They're running the ball. The defense is playing great. They're converting first downs, whether it be on third down or otherwise, right? Extending drives, holding on to the ball, doing all of that. And then you're seeing the great play over on the defensive side. This is a good sign. Or if you looked at all of it and said, eh, it's against the New York Jets, do it against a better team and we'll see. Genuinely, I can't blame you for either one of those standpoints. I don't think you're wrong in either one of those. I'm kind of walking the line a little bit in between the middle. I, I think that there are things you could take away from this game that are positive. Alvin Kamara, his health, what he does to the offense, the offense's ability to be able to move the ball now that Alvin Kamara is back in the offensive line, or excuse me, in the offensive line up, but also knowing that you're going to get some pieces back eventually, right? Adding Mark Ingram in so you get the boom with the zoom, although Marquez Calloway and his big catch and run breaking three tackles, he kind of provided the boom in this game. And Alvin Kamara, even at five foot 10, 215 on paper, he ended up providing a little bit of boom in this one too. He ended up absolutely leveling a guy early on in this game too. But I, I think that this offense could continue to get healthier and that would be a good sign for them. You get Alvin Kamara back. He looks this good this quickly right away. And hopefully you're able to continue to ride that wave here throughout the rest of the season while also getting pieces like potentially Ryan Ramchek, Mark Ingram, Ty Montgomery, eventually Deontay Harris. You could get Adam Troutman back at some point, though. Nick Vanette, again, making some nice plays in this one. So 
I think that there are some things here that you can take away over on the offensive side. You can certainly take away some stuff over on the defensive side because of what we've seen this defense continually do throughout the season. They've really gotten a lot better since that Thanksgiving game or starting with that Thanksgiving game up against the Buffalo Bills. I know the second half kind of fell apart, but they were also put into some bad situations with the the three fourth quarter interceptions on that one, but they had a great first half. And so, you know, the concerns that started to raise about the Saints defense, particularly with the, the, uh, the, the, not, I keep wanting to say Thanksgiving game, but the Philadelphia Eagles game, that one in particular really raised some concerns for you around the Saints defense, but that hasn't really been pervasive moving forward, right? They've gotten, they've sort of tightened up. They've gotten better and better in these last few. So I think you can still take some pieces of what you saw from the New York Jets game and still feel pretty good going into the rest of this season. Now, does this win mean that the New Orleans Saints are Super Bowl champion favorites? No, not at all. Does it mean that they're absolutely going to make the playoffs? No. I mean, they're still a little ways away. Let's talk about where the Saints sit in the NFC now. Right now, they're in 11th place in the NFC. And I know that sounds terrible, but it's because of tiebreakers. I mean, actually, they're at six and seven along with five other teams. and They're tied for seventh place in the division, which would be a wild card spot, the final wild card spot. And they actually almost could have been tied for sixth and seventh, but the San Francisco 49ers pulling off a last second win or an overtime win up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who just couldn't put it away for the New Orleans Saints, despite the fact that Louisiana gave them all of their good players. But when it comes down to what the Saints are and and, and what they have going forward, they are a team that can play average and can play well and can win games with the run game and with the defense. Are they going to be able to do it next week up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's going to be tough. That's not going to be an easy win for them. But after that, they're at home against the Miami Dolphins. They're at home up against the uh, Carolina Panthers, and then they wrap up on the road up against the Atlanta Falcons. Those three games are winnable games. If you lose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you win those last three games. You finish the season nine and eight with a winning record, and that's a chance to get into the playoff spot, right? To that last playoff spot, that last wild card spot. Now, you might end up you know, tied with a team that has a tiebreaker over you because of conference wins or division wins or, 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 or common wins, things like that. That might happen. But if it doesn't, then you end up getting into the playoffs. And for some teams, it's all that they need right, to get into the playoffs. And I'm not saying that if the Saints get into the playoffs, all of a sudden they become a potential Super Bowl team or they're going to mess around and win a Super Bowl. That's probably kind of a far shot for this New Orleans Saints team, if we're being honest. But it shows the rest of this team, the players that are have expiring contacts that the Saints want to retain this offseason. It shows teams over the course of this offseason that they're a team that's willing to fight despite the absolute worst scenarios. You had Sean Payton called them the COVID crew, uh, Cam Jordan, my, uh, Mark Ingram, and Ty Montgomery out. You had a suspended player that was your leading wide receiver in terms of yardage in Deontay Harris. Your top wide receiver never hit the field. Your kicker never hit the field. Your quarterback one was out. I don't need to rehash all of it. You've lived through it. The New Orleans Saints went through hell and back this season. And so the fact that they could finish up this season nine and eight and actually be a winning team is pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable. And the fact that they could even end up with a playoff spot is kind of wild, right? I mean, you feel like it should be Jim Moore out here. Playoffs? Talk about playoffs. Like, we're. That's really where the New Orleans Saints are at this point, that they could be a playoff team. And that's an exciting space to be in. And that's why the New Orleans Saints are going to continue to be competitive. So what do they need to do next? Well, it would be great if they could end up upsetting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that's going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making a lot of mistakes. Tampa Bay looked very vulnerable in the second half up against the Bills. The Saints match up well against the against the Bucs on the defensive side. But 
are they going to be able to orchestrate their offense that is kind of specifically built, uh, or, or excuse me, orchestrate their offense up against a defense that's sort of specifically built to limit Alvin Kamara? That part we'll have to see. But even if they don't win this next game up against Tampa Buccaneers, Focusing one game at a time and trying to get three of the last four games gives them a chance. And if nothing else, it shows that the winning culture of New Orleans is still there. The thing that makes New Orleans a free agent destination, the thing that want, that makes players want to stay in New Orleans, that that winning culture, that attitude is very, very much still intact. So again, you can take away from this game whatever you like, as much as you like. You can take away from this game as little as you like. But regardless, New Orleans Saints needed to win this game. And we have been critical of the New Orleans Saints for not beating teams that they're supposed to beat, right? For years, years, we've criticized the Saints around this. Here is an instance where they needed this win in order to keep their season alive. And they did it. And therefore, their season is alive. We'll see where they go from here. All right, y'all. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, it's Analytics Tuesday. So we're going to break it down a little bit further, take a look at the numbers, and take a look at this win by the numbers. Uh, We'll take a look at the impact more in depth from Alvin Kamara, as well as over on the defensive side as well. Very nice game from Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Paulson Adebo, and others. We'll break all of that down and get into the numbers in tomorrow's Analytics Tuesday. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you go and check out Locked on bets. Win yourself some money with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. For everything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you check me out on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.